to Gang Time. Community. This is Gang Time. Family. It's Gang Time. Awareness. There are moments when Gang Time gets serious. And always remember, good luck and Godspeed and Godspeed and Godspeed. And we are live. Let me go ahead and tell you, man, it's a great Thursday. It's a great Thursday. Now, come on, go ahead and give me some energy now, Mr. Clark. It's always a great day to be alive. (laughs) Whether it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's just great to be alive. It's good to be here today, Coach. Look, look, man, I got a couple of things before we go in and get in. Look, we got our second guest coming in, Mr. Dustin Goins, but... I got to go in and ask you uh, some tough questions before we go in and even start this thing. Now, now, a lot of things didn't happen this week. You remember we talked about the Olympics? Sure, we did. Okay, we talked about a little bit of the Olympics. Now, for some reason, man, them boys going and came out against um, Iran. Now, I know we're talking about Iran, but they end up whooping them like 120-something to like 56. You think they had something on their mind? They should have had something on their mind after getting slapped around by France and everybody else coming into this. I think one thing that they had to prove to themselves is that we are NBA players. Right. The number two thing was, how do we get this chemistry down so that we can be the team that we're supposed to be? And then number three, we cannot leave this stage embarrassed. Right. Because everybody from social media to television to print has been talking about us. And they want to know, not will the United States actually win, but how many games will they lose? Oh, let me go in and tell you this. Look, we already lost three and two were exhibitions. I didn't even know we could go in and lose an exhibition. But guess what? In America, <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can. You can. The word suck really go in and comes out it, real fast. It, and it was, it was definitely, um, to go back to your uh, elementary school teacher in phonics, it was very pronounced. Right, how, yes. How they were getting beat. Yes. And they were getting beat because they weren't doing the simple things well. They were doing things that they shouldn't have been doing, and they, they weren't playing a team game. Right. And they forgot about that. They thought it was all one-on-one individual ball. And when you play teams from other countries who actually don't have to play man-to-man all the time, and now they're playing you in a zone, and they're big, they're tall, they're physical, they're making it difficult for you to actually do those things that you do on a normal basis, you got to change the way you think, you got to change the way you play. And it goes back to understanding the basic stuff that you learned way back then that you have to use now. Let me go ahead and tell you this. Look, the second most popular thing right now, I'm going to say the name, and I know, look, Dustin might be coming in on on, on a bad podcast to come in because sometimes I'm going to say something that made me like, look, I don't even want to be affiliated with that. <laughs> but here we go. Simone Biles. Now, let me go ahead and tell you this. Now, I, I'm, I'm, okay, did you see how bad they go and hopped on the USA when they lost against France? Yes. Okay. Now, I, now, 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 we ain't even got into what the world we didn't have before, but some individuals, we we kind of tiptoeing on a couple of things now. Now, tell me what in the world you kind of go and have in this mindset. Like, I'm, I mean, this Olympic, this is once, I thought it was once every four years, but now it's once every five years. Tell me what in the world you think about this thing. Now. Well, I'll be honest with you, to, to her credibility, let me say this up front, and, and this is for all persons who deal with any type of mental illness yes. whatsoever. Yes. I am humbled that she was uh, honest with herself, knowing that she's got to do 42 flips, 
you know, 18 <laughs> different things. On I can't do this. one call with right. you. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we, we going with that. And so as an athlete, I don't know what that's like as far as going into that. Now, if you tell me about shooting basketball or hitting the baseball yeah. or playing football, okay, I understand. And all of those things, you can get hurt. But can you imagine having to flip and not be on your best bet at that time or in your best mindset and what's going through your minds? Because you can do one thing and next thing you know, you're sitting on the ground and not moving ever again. I got you. I got you. So I'm happy that she was able to say that I'm in this mindset and I'm not doing my team justice. And I think the second part of that is this is that she understood that she was going to be scored differently in comparison to every other gymnast that is going to be out there. And so she did not want to put the pressure on her team to let them down. So if I can make the game even for you, score us on what everybody can do that's here, eliminate myself, and I can still be the best person that I can be coaching from the sideline and helping you to be the best that you can be. Even if I'm not at my best to perform, I can still do something that helps out in the meantime. So um, I know there's a lot of people that want to be critics. I know there's a lot of people that feel like, you know, she should have stood up for America. But the hell with America when you got to stand up for yourself. Look, 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 look. I understand. Look, I see her and I see like a daughter. I I see that 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 girl, you know what I'm saying, where I didn't go ahead and coach, but let me go in and tell you the coach in me, because I just want to go and be gender neutral, right? Here. I want to go in and say man or female. Because I and, 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 and for me, I get goosebumps for this moment just because I am a LeBron James fan. I know half people go ahead and, and, and turn the thing off <laughs> right there. But I just imagine, just imagine. Now, we're going to set this thing up. We're going to set it up just a different way. LeBron James is in the finals. And let's just say he feel a little off. Michael Jordan played with the flu. Deadly flu. Now, I'm not saying that man and woman needs to go ahead and be in the same thing, but that's where in the world we're trying to travel to. This will not happen for four years. I'm from Boyce, Louisiana. Let me go ahead and tell you what's in Boyce, Louisiana. People out there, there's a flashing light, and I think they took down the flashing light because they just didn't need it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So so really, it ain't even a reason to stop. Well, Coach, but, I don't have but a couple of flashing lights where I live. <laughs> hey, so hey, I, mean, look, I understand. Right? So here we go. The biggest thing that you could ever go ahead and have is to wear that red, white, and blue against the world. Now, we're not talking about NBA. We're not talking about NFL. We're not talking about... This is the time when individuals will escalate up to the say, man, you about to go against the best in the world. Now, there's no doubt she's better than everybody else. No doubt she has... I think that looked up, she had 13 moves that's named after her. Like, wait, wait a minute. That's that's unheard of. The, the, the greatest of the greatest. But then we get to this point where just a pass. Who else would get a pass like that, coach? Who else would they say, well, I don't, I, I it, 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 it's, it's kind of tough because now they go all the way back to 1988, whenever. What's the girl name? I, I knew these names. Girl had almost a broken foot. Go ahead and flipped over the goddamn thing and, and 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 executed this thing to go ahead and finish on one foot. Now, but but let me say this. Go ahead. Let me jump in. Let okay. Me, let me jump in because I, I think that you and I have the same understanding 
but I think we're going at it two different ways, and I think we disagree on this. Yes, yes, in, yes. In, in some vicissitude, I don't think you can compare LeBron James, Michael Jordan, to what Simone Biles does. Right, she, 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 she's oh, definitely an elite. nobody has ever done apples and oranges. Let me You're tell right. you why. Because the game of basketball, two points is two points, three points is three points, and it don't change for nobody. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't compare it to that. Now, when you talk about greatness and elite, I, I get that. But here's the other part. The young lady that, that did the last jump, uh, the last vault on a broken foot, should have never happened. Should have never happened. Should have never put this girl in that position. And at 18 years old, her whole career as a gymnast, done from that moment. You're right. From right. that moment, she right. never competed, never, never competed ever again. Again, and and, 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 and so, truly looked different the last time. Like 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 that, I saw her in the thing. Never looked and, the same way. Never ne ne never executed anything and, after that. Point. And you know, and, and here it is. Uh, before they were run off, uh, uh, what's the guy Nacer and uh, 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 Corolla was run off from, yes. from 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 you know the gymnastic team. One for abusive behavior yeah. from a language and you know pushing too hard standpoint. I guess. Because uh, uh, again, I'm not a gymnast, so I, I, I don't know. But overall, uh, having having to have somebody tell you on a broken foot, yes, you can do it. You can. Hell, she didn't even need the sec. She didn't even need the third vault. She was already going to win the gold medal just based on what she had already done. My point is, is this: is that as an athlete, it is not my job to put you in a position where you're not at your apex. Okay. My okay. job is to always make sure that you're in the right mindset at the right time to be able to handle what's coming. And again, I'm not a gymnast. Here, here we go. Yeah. First, you, you're correct. First rule of a coach is keep all of your players safe, even against their own will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 yeah. I, I got to go and say that the, the true method of a coach is you have to go of the safety of your players, even if you notice something may not be right. But then you said, hey, you can't go. You know right. what I'm saying? And I, I, I mean, we will take up a helmet. We will go ahead and do these things. And, you. you know, and so from from that standpoint, coach, you know, that's that's the first thing that I'm thinking about. What is the well-being of the person who is going out there? Can they hurt themselves? Do they feel like they can hurt themselves? Do they know what they're putting themselves in position? And again, my only thing is at that particular point at 24 years old, is it actually worth you not thinking about yourself? Let me say this and I'll and I'll try to be done with the whole argument, I guess, in, in, in some way, is this. Self-preservation is what it's really all about. And if you don't know how to take care of yourself, then nobody else is going to take care of you. Even if you don't believe in that moment that you're capable and you're still pushing yourself, I got to go. I got to do this at this point. If you're still pushing yourself and you're not at your best, you're still not doing your team justice. And so sometimes I heard over Maya say this the other week about solving the mystery. Sometimes you got to learn how to put other things above yourself. But in this case, she put the team above herself, but she put herself up there as well because she had to think about where she is, what she's going through at that particular time. So I'm not worried about, you know, what happens to the United States team as much because I, I know they're going to do well. I know that they have great athletes. They have who are, they have other people that can go ahead and do the job and, and, and everything else like that. You, you know, look, look, I, I definitely understand uh, it's going to come with certain type of ridicule. 
You know what I'm saying? Because in in that self, like 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 on 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 my stance is saying she is the best in the world. That is not even a question. And I just go ahead and, and keep this thought in, in in your head, like 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 because this is what I kind of go and feel. And I, I'm not saying against nobody against Thailand. I'm not saying anybody else. But let's just change the country that this 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 woman is from. Let's just change the other dynamic. And I want to know. If this lady, I can't even come up with somebody from Thailand name, but I'm going to tell you, do you think that they would have been able to pull out, not from the United States, I'm talking not from your main places, but from what we consider to be the third world countries, would they be able to pull out having a, just would they? That's all I'm thinking. Different way of thinking altogether, and they would not. Because there's a certain allegiance that they have, and that, and and not that that's not bred in us to have allegiance to the country, not that that's not bred in us to be good citizens and good people, but just you got to think what type of country are they coming from? Because sometimes you don't have options. Yeah. Not having you, you're hundred percent correct. You know, and and and, and look, I'm, I'm I'm definitely look. I want to go ahead and make sure that we introduce. Mr. Dustin Goins, let me go ahead and tell you this. If you don't know Dustin, let me go ahead and tell you just a little bit. I believe that he graduated from Northwood High School. Let me go ahead and tell you. The whole bunch of people was like, man, I thought he graduated from somewhere better than that. You know what I'm saying? Wood, up to no good. And in it, uh, about 1998, 97, 97, look, look, played football with him. I'm going to tell you this. A, a, a man of his word, great character. Let me go ahead and tell you, the the man is a mogul. I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and put it right there. Yeah. Look, he'll protect you during the storm and feed you tuna fish at the restaurant. Chicken salad chick. <laughs> he is the he is the producer of healthy eating here. In Alexandria, Louisiana, and also we'll go ahead and protect your property at every given moment. I always want to go ahead and before this thing is over with, we're gonna send a plug, make sure yeah. that you go ahead and have yeah. everything. Because let me go ahead and tell you, I am happy and excited to have you in. Uh let me <laughs> tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh like Joe said, Northwood High School. Uh, once a gator, always a gator. Oh, yes. That's what we say. Yes. Um, so married, 42 years old, got two beautiful girls, 13, 15. Uh, that'll be on my tombstone. (laughs) Cause of death, two daughters. Yes. Um, but yeah, I do have chicken salad chick here in Alexander. I have a shelter insurance agency, so I stay busy. Stay busy. Stay Stay busy. busy. Let me go in and tell you this now, uh, you know, we had this podcast talking about love. Now, um, you got to go ahead and mention how long you've been married as well. Yeah. So I've been married 18 years. Oh, 18 like that. Years. Like yeah. that. Like yeah. that. Like that. Hey, hey, great, brutal. great thing. Beautiful thing. But We've in been... case she listens to this, it seems like two years. Ah, oh, 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 yeah, I, I love it. it. You, I love this it. is a man <laughs> that is ready for politics <laughs> right now, right now. Let me go ahead and tell you, me and Dustin, we had a great conversation over the phone. I mean, we we randomly go ahead and talk to each other about certain things. Um, one, today's topic in our podcast is what's missing. 
What's missing? Progressively, Alexandra has gone ahead and came to what some individuals consider to be the most dangerous city in the world. Now, not in the world, in the United States. Now, I'm going to pull up a couple of things in this thing because I was surprised to hear this as well. You know, um, and I was thinking, like, we cannot be on some list. A guy in uh, Planet Fitness, hey, go Planet Fitness, only $10 to go ahead and get in. But while you look, let me pull out my black card. It's hey, 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 the only black card I have, <laughs> so I better pull it out and enjoy it. So, so in some of these stats that I'm getting here, it talks about that in, um, in per population in the incidents that we have, that we rank in the top five of cities in the United States. Now, look it up on Google. Look, look it up. Now, in it, we've just had a couple of things that had happened that have shaken our community, especially we had an incident at the mall. We had an incident at the movies. The movie thing has gone ahead and just shaken a lot of people. And if you don't have HBO Max yet, <laughs> you, might, you might want to think about it. You, you might end this thing. Now, yeah. now, we're all talking to people that have played. We've all played whenever we were younger. And sports and just having things to do has gone ahead and definitely created an environment of us getting that energy out. When you go ahead and look at a place like Alexandria, like I know of what Boyce is. I've, I've, I've later moved to Alexandria. Um, uh, Mr. Dustin lives in Woodworth. You know what I'm saying? And so we all kind of live in the outskirts of, of Alexandria. But just to kind of go ahead and throw you on the mark right here, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and Mr. Dustin, you can go ahead and finish up. What do you think that's kind of missing that has brought us to this crime rate that we're looking in today, especially with so many youth being in this? Wow. Um, I'll be honest with you, Coach. I mean, looking at everything that is going on right now, and it's sad to say this, I think via that most, some, I won't say most, some parents had children at such a young age until they forgot their children were supposed to be their children and not their buddies. Okay. Okay. I and, like that. And, and so I think one of the greatest things that's missing right now is the example set that we saw from our parents, because our parents were older than we were, yeah. much older than we were in many cases. And so not having somebody there who's actually showing you the right way, not just talking about the right way, but actually living it every single day. I was having this conversation with my cousin this week. He works for the PepsiCo company in uh, what's the Salem, North Carolina. And he said he's a human behavior specialist uh, by his degree and a social worker. He said that the one thing that he's noticed that is missing, he says, is the fact that people see better than they hear. Mm. And so can they see the example more so than hear the example? Because that makes a difference. Can you be the living epistle in your own home where you can have a hand on your children and what's going on in their lives? And then I'll I'll put a number two on that, Coach. I think the other thing that's very important as parents, 
we've got to learn how to listen. Mm. Because many times we listen to respond. We do not listen to listen and actually understand whatever it is our children are actually presenting to us. Because many times they're coming in, they're hurting, they're disappointed, or they're riding a high on something, and we just dismiss it because we're not listening to them. And so I think that the two things right now that are the most important aspects of what should happen in the future and what should happen going forward is that we have to become, and we being indicative of not just the people who raise them at home, but also the people who they see every day, whether we're coaches, teachers, leaders in the community, we have to become the examples that they need to see in order for them to be better. Because Dr. Jeremiah Wright said it best, people will never become what they don't see. I understand that. I understand that. Can you go ahead and give us a little bit, Mr. Dustin? As he was talking, I'm going to piggyback off something he said. I'm going to bring kind of a, because I do business. That's what I do. I'm going to bring a business side to this. I just got told something that it's so simple, but it, it blew my mind when I heard this. You're always saying something. Now, my business mentor told me this, and I was like, what What are you talking about? He said, you're always saying something. And you think about this. Look around the room. Everything in this room says something. The way you're dressed says something. The way your hair's cut says something. The way I'm dressed, the way he, you're always saying something. And like he said, people aren't listening. Sometimes you don't have, to, you don't listen with your ears. You listen with your eyes, which goes back to see. Yes. And you can look at our youth. Our youth is saying something. Mm-hmm. They're always saying something. Uh, being an op- entrepreneur and, and having employees at my restaurant, kids come in. And when they come in, I look at them and, you know, you're not supposed to profile. But right. that's in our DNA right. that you you see things. You're going to be a reflection they're, of they're, me they're, as they're, you go they're, in. They're, and they're yes. saying something. So when I see a kid come in and his shirt's not ironed or his pants aren't clean, that says something to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're saying something. Are we listening? And so when I look around, like we talked about the other day, that, you know, kids are bored. Kids, they, they don't, they're not coming up the same way that we came up. Um, you know, so I think if we will pay attention and if we will, listen with our eyes and our ears. Our kids are saying something. What are they saying when they're shooting each other? Uh, One of the shootings this week um, was at 2.40 a.m. That says something without saying anything. Yes. Yes. Where are the parents of this kid? I got a 15 and a 13 year old. I can guarantee you my kids aren't out at 2.40 in the morning. Right. Yes. So, they're saying something without saying anything. It's just we're not listening. So what's the fix to this? I think we need to, as parents, as coaches, as teachers, as employers, they're saying something. It's just are we listening? That's my take on it. We need to be better listeners. We need to pay attention to what they're saying. There's a girl that goes to high school with my kid, beautiful girl. She's she always has pocket knives on her. Wow. 
wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you telling me, coming from the country, you had a problem with a pocket knife now? Come on, now, go ahead. She's this cute little blonde right. girl yes. in high yes. school yes. that You're has correct. five pocket knives in her backpack. And I told my daughter, I said, she is trying to tell somebody something. I'm in fear. I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, something is yeah, happening exactly. to me that so I need to protect myself. To, to go along with this thing. Yes. She is saying something. I don't know if anybody's listening. I'm saying that. And I think that's what's happening with our youth, with our, you know, early. Tw- they're saying something. What are they saying? And are we even listening? Now, we in, in, in this theme, it says what is missing. What do you think that the generation that actually preceded this generation actually missed? Now, we can go ahead and point the fingers at what's going down. OK, but truly it's the domino effect. Something had to be missed from the generation before that actually taught us. And then it, it, it we're actually just giving it forward and we are living more relaxed. I go ahead and look at this. My my. Joseph Thomas Sr., the, the number one, was a crazy man. He was a crazy man. Now, people, my, my son is going to go ahead and say, you know, and my daddy was crazy. But let me tell you this. While that man, now he that passed away, was a vigor and craziness. You know what I'm saying? Now, everybody say the fruit don't fall too far from the tree. Let me go ahead and tell you, they had to have a gusty wind to go ahead and have it. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to tell you, he was crazy. Uh, the, the, the craziest moment I could go in and tell you is 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 my dad believed in cutting the yard correctly, and 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 I, I told this this story uh, in it, and I am mowing the yard. Let's just say, at thirteen or fourteen, my the, the crispness of the yard was not. Maybe a few corners had some some um, grass left. Mm-hmm. Now he did tell me one time. He said, "Look, you need to you need to make sure that this yard is done correctly before you put it up." Well, on one of them Saturdays, I had something to do, so I cut the yard. Boom, come back in. He said, "You missed some pieces." I said, no problem. I went to go grab the the lawnmower, and he was like, "No, son, you're not going to use that." And I'm thinking, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to use. And he pulls out scissors. And he says, this moment right here is going to teach you to never leave a corner. Do you know how difficult it is to cut grass with scissors? I've never had that experience, Coach. <laughs> never in my life. And the crazy thing was, I I see this man. He's on the porch looking at me as I'm cutting these things with scissors. Now, my mama came out and she said, what is he doing? And he says, cutting the yard. Now, I'm going to tell you this. A mother today would have gone and say, baby, you go ahead and get in this thing right here. Let me tell you what my mom did. She go ahead and looked at him, looked at me and walked inside of the house. Mm. Now, let me tell you this. That was the last time that this thing. Sometimes I felt like I ran the gas out to make sure that everything... I don't know if the thumb or my finger, but I didn't want to cut nothing else. It was sore. The whole thing. I'm cutting right handed and left handed. And when you really (laughs) go ahead and talk about how big that corner was that I left. Let me go ahead and tell you, I was attentive to detail. Now, in it, let me go ahead and say it like this. I don't know if I would go to that extreme with my son. But guess what? There will be a lesson to be learned even in my own son, 
if you are not looking at detail, then guess what? In his mind, he says, I'm trying to build a human being that is actually going to do something because they're going to look back at me. They're going to say somebody didn't teach you, but we will go ahead and kind of give a slide. We will go ahead and kind of give kind of this opening to what we pay forward and be like, boy, if if, if, if Joseph Sr. was here, boy, you wouldn't even go ahead and make it out of this thing. We can't keep on saying that because at the same time, as crazy as they were, and yes, Life is moving forward and we're making mistakes. But at the same time, some of the things that they taught us actually made us great human beings today. There are many times, Coach, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. There are many times I sit back and I think about some of the things that my dad said to me. And I think about some of the lessons that I've learned. And I think about some of the lessons that I even employ into people today that I'm around coaching or talking to, preaching to, or whatever the case is. I I think about those lessons and I think about, man, all of those lessons that they taught me then that I thought were stupid are things that helped to build me into the person that I am right now. Here's the thing that I caught in the the, the lesson that you were just teaching with your dad about the scissors, as horrific as that sounds. And I know your fingers hurt (laughs) right now about that. Arthritis need a check. (laughs) I'm applying for your disability as you talk. yes. Coach, the one thing that I heard in that was he wanted you to be accountable. Yes. And see, that's what I think is another thing that is missing in today's society is that people don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to be held to a standard anymore. It's a anything goes, I'm going to live however I want to, and then somebody else is going to bail me out. At some point, what you have to learn is that you have to pay attention to the details of life, because if you don't pay attention to those details that life presents, guess what? You only compound your problem and it only gets worse. And then you're looking for somebody to reach out and say, come on, I'm about to let you do what you just said many modern parents would do. Come on, baby, come on in this house. You don't have to do that. Well, there's nobody out there sometimes that's going to reach out to you and say, come on and do it this way. Somebody, sometimes they're going to leave you right there until you figure it out. And so the greatest thing that we can teach our children for the next generation, generation is to learn how to be accountable. You're going to have to be accountable to somebody at some point. If you're a husband, you got to be accountable to your wife. If you've got children, you got to be accountable to your children. If you're in your community, you got to be accountable to everybody that's in your community because eyes are on you at all times and you have the power of influence. And so I'm looking at people today who don't want to be held accountable or held to any standards. And it's because they have not seen anybody that makes them have to live that way. Now, Dustin, I want to make sure that we go ahead and pull you in, especially with this question here. When we talk about accountability, what or whom, if we're saying that the absence of the parent, where where can we pull to actually be accountable? How, how can we groom these kids to go ahead and find accountability? Is there something? I I, I don't know, because if it's lacking in the home, we're just saying, well, forget it. I, I, I don't know. What? What are some things that you go ahead and think that may bring accountability back to what we go ahead and have today? I mean, it could be the court system, could be the mayor, could be, I, I don't know. What What do you think are some things that we can have? You know, as an employer, we see this at the restaurant. I've had 18-year-old kids come up there and their parents want to sit in with them on the interview. And I'm like... <laughs> 
no, ma'am. I'm. Thank you for bringing them, but I'm hiring them. Not hiring you. I'm not hiring you. Yes. If there's an issue, I'm going to talk with them. I don't want to talk with you. There, there's a video on Facebook about this lady that does this. Um, these Fortune 500 companies come to her and they say, we want to know where the best employers come from. We want to, you know, everybody wants to know, how do you become the best? And so she did this research and she said, look, here's what I found. Um, she went to West Point, did research. Give me your best soldiers. Uh, looked at universities, the best athletes, the best students, uh, the best, you know, the CEOs. And she said, I found the one thing that they all had in common. It wasn't race. It wasn't uh, their parents' income. It wasn't the neighborhood they grew up in. Here's the thing that all of them had in common. They all had grit. Mm. They all had grit. That's what our youth, everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Everybody gets a trophy. That That's what we're lacking. You know, we're lacking the accountability, but who needs accountability when everybody, why do I need to go to practice when I can, I should be the starter. And and, and still show up to the game and still play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that, is, is, is it, is it, and I'm, I'm going to put it into a T-ball. I, I don't know if everybody's seen a T-ball game. You have some parents that bring their kids to the game. I, I mean, no to, 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 to the practices. And you have some parents that don't. I know everybody listening right now can go ahead and attest to this. But you know what you still had to do, even if they came to practice or not? They play still had to play. play. What is this showing as accountability? Because one, if you want to see somebody upset, but the but the being upset did not go ahead and say, if you don't come to practice, you will not play. And then I'm talking about it. It, it makes people upset. They say, I can't believe that you are that that this will happen. Do you think that it go and pushes on all the way through? Well, I never did have to practice there, and I played. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I, I didn't have that. And then to have the mom to be in defense of not practicing. What do you think that they're learning? You know what I'm saying? Well, my mom believes that's 100 percent right. In turn, this kid will start thinking, why do I need to go to practice when I'm going to play anyway? Mm-hmm. They got to let me play. And then they got to give me the trophy. And I'll take it even one step further, Coach. I'm, you know, I pastor a church, and um, re- in regardless of the the language that you heard just a minute ago, with me <laughs> using the terms hell that- <laughs> out there, I, I use hell when I'm preaching. So uh, just want just want to let you know, yeah, I can't believe Reverend Parker. Yeah, so I use it when I preach too because I talk about that place. Anyway, totally different, I guess. But 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 I find that. I will tell people in my choir, if you don't come to practice, how do you expect to get up and sing on Sunday morning in front of these people who you're trying to lift up an excellent God to, but you have not put an excellent standard on yourself to show up? Hmm. And do you realize that I've been doing this now uh, seven years at this church, seven years at my first church, so 14 years total. And in 14 years, do you know that there is still kickback from people? Why do I have to show up for practice? I should be able to just get up there and sing because you're not going to be at your apex. You're not going to be excellent. Paul said it this way, and that I might show you a more excellent way. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that sometimes when we put that standard on people that they have to be here, guess what? Now I'm putting a standard of excellence on you that if you show up, then you got every right as everybody else. But if you don't show up, then why should I give you the same thing that somebody else should receive? The Bible talks about the parable of the talents, you know, and how one man buried his his talent Mm -hmm. and he didn't have a return. And when the man came back, he was looking for a return on the investment. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a return on the investment that has been put in you. And if you don't show up, how then can we say that you're actually going to give us a good return? Now, in it, so of what I'm hearing, and and, and just to make sure that we're, we're all in line, we as a society, parents, law, um, we have truly pulled back the scale of accountability. We have gone ahead and said, well, since it was okay with the toddlers, but we're going to get hard on them when they go and get 10. Well, well, we're going to get hard on them. When they get to high school, somebody's going to be the stopping point. When they start working, this is where we're going to go in and find it. Well, when, when they... When they go to college, when they go ahead, and, well, a lot of people are falling off the team before they even get to the next thing. This is where we are. I, I looked at I looked at the, 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 the places here and it was talking about residents with high crime area. Now, this is <laughs> again, this is old. This <laughs> this this is the blue zone. This, if you see some of these places right here. The most dangerous places in Alexandria. Okay, now if it was highly purple, now this is called neighborhoodscout.com Alexandria crime rate. Okay, because I'm just throwing it out there. We know that we have this problem, but where is everybody located? Well, one old coach was on this other spectrum to say, well, where are the best schools and education located compared to where is the most dangerous places? And do you know that when you look at these light purple areas, that those were the places with the better schools? What? The the areas that had the darker purple area in the location of those kids, the scores went down tremendously. Now, I'm looking at this because, again, I'm I'm in this other thing. Here we go. I'm trying to go and make sure that I can pull it up. Um, um, Rapids Parish in those local areas of where the highest scores and the highest grades come from. It had a correlation. Now, I understand that we have, we have certain things that will go ahead and come up. Everything from... From location of where you stay at, high crime rate, low crime rate. But if we're talking about how can we attack what's missing, we know what the area is. The the city knows where the critical places are. It's almost saying, look, man, I got cancer in my throat, but boy, I'm going to go ahead and, and cut off my foot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, how... Are we missing the point? Is the money going to a different place? Because how, if we know that the children that are coming into this area are more prone to violence or more prone to these areas right here, 
How can we go ahead and say, how can we turn that dark purple into the light purple? How can we decrease this thing for us not being in the top five in in <laughs> in the thing here? So here's here's my take on it. My kids went to living in Woodward. There's a school out there called Caroline Dorman Junior High. It's one of the top rated schools around and it's a public school. Yes. But that area is young professionals white collar jobs, college edu educated, but going to Northwood, yeah. <laughs> when, when there was a parent teacher conference, only a few showed up. Only a few would show yes. up. Yes. Yes. At Caroline Dorman, if there was a Christmas program, an Easter egg, anything, cars would be lined down both sides of the highway. And I would tell my wife, I'm like, this is the difference. You would never see they, that. Over they, you know, they want to deem the school it's the teachers. It's because they have master's degrees, stuff like that. No, I knew that me and my wife would be up till 1030 at night. My daughter crying. Daddy, I'm just not getting the math. Yeah, but you go to bed at 11. But, but you're going to fight and you going yes. you going to try. And we were right there with them. But I think the disconnect is just the parents in these neighborhoods, seeing the importance of being there with the kids, yes. the, the support, yes. the support of it, you know, just like it, a lot of times it, uh, you know, I'll go out to Northwood basketball games and it's not just Northwood, it's other schools that are, you know, kind of on outskirts, Logansport, stuff like that. Yes. And you'll see this kid that's just phenomenal and I'll pay attention. I'll watch after the game. He'll go over there and sit by himself. I'm like, man, this guy has 40 points. No parents. No grandparents. Yes. And, and, I'm not missing a single yes, game. Yes. Yes. So it just, I, I really think that's the disconnect. But how do we show, how do, how do we get the parents to realize that that's a big part of the solution? I think, I, and, and, and coming back, I think education, education, education. And I know that this is going to sound crazy as we go and go through. We talked about how baseball and how in most of these places, if you want to talk about the African-American culture, the one thing they had was churches and baseball fields. Yeah. That's what they had. Okay. And now you can see backstops that are there, but they have been grown over. Nobody is playing on this thing. OK, I mean, it was local enough that the community had to engage with each other. Now, OK, I'm going to go and tell you something to T.O.K. You know, T.O.K., you know, T.O.K. T.O.K. said the worst thing that was ever invented was air conditioning. He said it created a, a, a situation to be comfortable. Everybody wants to be comfortable in their space instead of saying, I have to go outside because it's too hot to stay inside and I have to still be productive. When he was in the 40s and 50s, I'm sorry, he was born in 1945. I was saying the 50s. When he was in the 50s here, he said that he lived when he moved to Florida, he lived in um, in Fort Myers and outside of his door, they had a recreational area. He said all of the kids. All of the kids went there every day. He said, you didn't have nothing to do in the house. He said, everything. And it was too hot to stay in the house anyway. You didn't have no, 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 no TV. You went out and you played. 
And he said, you could identify the individuals every day. Like they only had a few adults there, but they were facilitators of the rec league to make sure nobody was, was doing this and that. But he said, the toughest thing is we have made child places, adult places into child places. See, that recreational area that was only um, like swimming pools and, and, and basketball courts and everything else like that, those were for the kids, the kids to go there in the neighborhood. And, and, and they would go to different neighborhoods and go play against each other. But the whole idea was to play. Yeah. Now we're sending young kids to the movies. Well, the movies are the same play area as these adults and and we're we're almost sharing entertainment now i'm gonna tell you he's 70 something years old and he says the breakdown of whenever we cut off a kid to have a kid place for them to remain a kid wow now in it now we have created these homebodies like and 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 I know it it, it kind of sounds crazy, but but tell me, we we entered. It was missed with us. It came into context with us because we were playing video games too. But the average of what where we were playing video games and what's actually being played today are apples and oranges. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Can you go ahead and tell me the first time when your when 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 your parents actually go ahead and bought you a game system and 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 and, and did that actually change? your outside mode and everything. Oh, like, yeah. Just tell it me was, a little bit more was, about that, a, Dustin. I mean, of course we had the Atari. Uh-oh. We, <laughs> the 2600 <laughs> or... <laughs> the original. The original. The one button. Yeah, you my first one was, was the Nintendo. We had to tap the game and blow on it to get it to work. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely... But, you know, just... Cor- yes, culture has changed. We had video games back then, but I'm a big person on accountability. And so I'll I'll tell you this, you know, with the COVID, with the unemployment right now, with us having a restaurant, my kids, 15 and 13, they've wanted to sleep in all summer because it's summer and they're kids. I need you up at 630 in the morning. I need you running sandwich line tomorrow because we don't have no employees. Mm. And this is how it's going to pay. This is going to pay for your college. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. An investment of your talent. So I'm sorry. I know you want to sleep in, but I need you up. Yes. Now, there's a little kickback, but all summer they've been working. So if I leave my 15 and 13 year old to make the decisions of whether they go to work or sleep in, wow. they're That's sleeping so in. But there again, I... You know, we, we don't like to take fault, but I'm going back to the parents. I'm going back to the parents. My first job was 15 years old. My mom, who had a ninth grade education, took me to Gary's Fried Chicken on MacArthur Drive. Yes, and she walked in and she said, is the manager or the owner here? <laughs> and this guy turned around. He said, I'm the owner. I'm Mr. Gary. My mom said, this is Dustin. He's 15 and he needs a job. I'm his mom. Here's my number. If he's late, if he don't want to work, if he gives you attitude, you call me. 
That's how I got my first job. Best resume ever. ever. In the- <laughs> he, look, he hired me on the spot. He said, yeah. you're hired. It'd be like, look, your mama bought it. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. But yes. I mean, that, that's the difference in culture. So, yeah, there's there's video games. There's phones. There's stuff like that. Yeah, times are different. But I still think it's on us as the parents to tell the kids because – they get on social media and they see, oh, this is how I'm supposed to dress. This is what I'm supposed to watch. This is how I'm supposed to act. Yes. 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 And as the parent, I got to say, no, I said it. This is how you're going to act. This is what you're going to do. Yes. This is what you're going to say and not say. Yes. I, yes. I, I, and not in the coach. And I was just having this conversation with a couple of my friends on uh, yesterday. And we were talking. It is amazing to me that our children, and I'm talking about vast culture all the way around, children today, young girls who look up to Megan the Stallion. Mm. The, the name in itself should go ahead and be like, I got a red, I got a red flag just on the name. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, just just based on the action. Yes. And so we have an adult. Who are telling impressionable minds yes. that it's all right for them to live in this capacity. Yes. With, 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 without even saying anything to them, just her actions alone state this is an okay life for you to live at a young age. And as a parent, the one thing I have to be able to do is say, hey, no, you can't. I have to agree with you, does. No, you can't live like this. This is not what I'm raising you to be. Yes. And, and and coincidentally, nobody ever listens to Megan talk because they don't realize Megan goes to goes to school. She's a student at Texas, uh, excuse me, Prairie View A&M University. They, they don't ever listen to that. Yes. They don't yes. ever see that yes. part of it. Yes. They don't know she comes from money. Her parents were in the music industry. So she knows what she is, is an entertainer. She is a business person. Yes. Right, wrong, indifferent, don't like it. That's what she does. She does what she does. But it's the message that's being sent that this is okay. And we got parents who sit there and play it in front of their children. With them. Sing it in front of their children. Yes. Do it in front of their children. Yes. And then wonder why my child is doing what they're doing. Well, doggone it, it's because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. I don't need you to be the doggone uh, friend in this moment. My wife and I used to have a disagreement about this. I said, baby, I ain't going to even lie to you. I'm not supposed to be our, our, our daughter's friend. Amen. I'm not supposed to. I'll tell you something else talking along those lines. I don't even know who the stallion person is. We'll have to show you that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, the only yes. stallion I know is Rocky Balboa. Oh, no, yes, yes. Like, like he was cut me, man. Yes, Come yes, on. Yes. yes. But kind of the same thing. My kids was watching YouTube TV. It's fake. These people are renting these houses with these large swimming yes. pools. And, and the kid, you know, the dad is throwing food all over the kitchen. And, and they're like, Daddy, why don't we ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, why why don't you why don't you spend all day with me? Dad, come on, I got work. Yes. And then I mean, so that's the deal is all this 
reality is being pumped in their face and pushed in their face that this is how things are. And it's not reality at all. There's so much that's fake that's being pushed in our kids' face as being real, and it's not. Yes. And it's not. Now, now, look, the, the most dangerous thing that a kid can tell a parent is it's just. See, I always hear this to say it's it's just music. Well, let me go ahead and tell you and and not to go in and get into a biblical sense and, 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 and another sense. But when you start things with it's just you understand that something was wrong. Yeah. And yeah. you're trying to find a way for us to be acceptant of it. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't heard something that says, oh, my God, I can't believe this. But let's even break it down a little bit further. We understand. So so now what we're saying is the is, is the parents of the unruly missed a lesson. They missed something from their grandparents. OK, or, because or, or, or coach, yes. me, I'll even throw this in. Please hold your thought. Or they didn't want their children to experience the same type of discipline in some cases mm. that they experienced. I've had friends of mine that said, I'll never raise my children like I was raised. And I look at them and say, well, you turned out to be pretty, pretty doggone good. <laughs> right. Yes. You yes. didn't go to jail. You, you, you got a good job. You finished college. What do you mean when you say that? Yes. I'll never raise my child like that. Not if you were in an abusive situation. Okay, I get it. I understand. Now, you know, it's totally different. But if your parents were nurturing and they did the things that were necessary for you, even if it was discipline that you needed, and sometimes it was firm discipline that you needed, yes. and it helped to create you to be the person, why then are you not giving your children that? Because in this situation, what you are doing is turning them over to somebody else. Yes. And saying that their way of thinking is better than what you were taught. And, 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 and we don't even understand the end result. At least we understand what the end result is from our parents. But now we're going off a base that we don't even know what the end result is. And what we're seeing right now is the finished product is a fruit that doesn't even go ahead and resemble the tree. No. Okay. And then to come back and say, I wish. Now, I'm going to just tell you as a coach, I didn't have parents to come up to me and say, Coach Byron, do you think you can go ahead and talk to him? What? Let me go ahead and tell you what Joseph Sr. would have gone in and said. Get your happy in this guy. No, like, 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 I, I got a few words and it's not even going to be a long conversation. See, things that used to straighten me out. Let me go ahead and tell you. My mama had a strong right arm and my dad had a had a presence that was for real. I knew he was not playing. I can look into his pupils even today. I still see him. I still see him. And he would look at me like something like, like I would have to look to my right and to my left. Like, like, did he see something back here that he wants to kill? You know what I'm saying? So then automatically my head went down. Like, let me start cleaning up something. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but my body automatically started to move. I don't think that that our parents have that presence. And especially now we can go and talk about having children too early. We can talk about all these other things. But as a community, I think that's what's happening. Our answer has gone ahead and been that the same ones that can, we leave. 
we move further and further out. We move from the danger. We, 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 we're, we're separating ourselves from the community. Well, you know, yeah, Alexandra, what we used to say in boys, we go into town. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, even the callbacks. Call you know, we go into town. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, these, these are the things. Even in the word of going to town created the separation. It said, <laughs> those city folks are just kind of crazy. Okay? And this is why I feel comfortable living out a little bit further oh. out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm accustomed to the trees. I'm okay with this. I'm accustomed with this, this life right here. But at the same time, I know that there's still an answer because what I do know now is a little bit of this is getting mobile. These people can move. And I hate to say the people, the criminal aspect can move a little bit further. So if we're attacking the problem, I think Whenever we go after if something is cancerous, we do have to go ahead and find it, get a solution, and we need to start fixing this thing. You know what I'm saying? Before it comes to me. It's allowing it to spill over all over the place, and that's why we see this on the news right now. What's happening to Alexandria? Well, let me go ahead and tell you, it was already there. It's just spreading. It's spreading. It's spreading to the zones that were not one of those, like the movies was a safe place. Now we're like, oh my goodness, we done made it to California. That's that's what my mama said. My mama said, oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? We done made it to California now. And her mindset of California is the craziest place of all time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, uh, I, I can't go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mama, they got Space Jam. Um, I got HBO Max. I go and see it. Right? So, so in it, I... I think that 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 it, when this is what we elect officials for, we elect these people, we elect these these these, these police um, chiefs, we elect these mayors, we elect these council members, you, you know, to interact. Something has to go ahead and be more rooted in what we're doing, because if we look back in the last five years, last ten years, you're telling me it's getting worse. So some of these answers that we didn't came up with. Wasn't good enough. Jim said? And so the question then goes to how much do you value yourself? How much do you value the person that you're blessed to be called a parent to? Because if you can continue to let them go down that primrose path of destruction, then that tells me you do not value them because there's something in you that you don't value. Yes. And so you can't point somebody in the right direction, coach, when you don't feel in your heart that you're even pointing yourself in the right direction. I feel that. I, feel now, that. I was looking this up just a minute ago as you were talking, man. And, and I, I'll read it from the Message Bible because I think it, it really resonates with me, but it resonates, I think, with the conversation. And it's Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. Mm. So the question comes back to me is, are we pointing our kids in the right direction? Do we know as adults what the right direction is? Mm. And for many people, and I hate to say this, they don't know what the right direction is. They believe that the path that they're on is the only one that the only way I can make it is to skate. The Mm. only way I can make it is I got to hustle. You know, 
And, and understanding that those two things sometimes in a conflating way causes greater problems. Yes. Yes. So are you actually pointing them in the right direction? Every day when we coach, coach, we point kids in the right direction. That's our job. That's what we want to do. That's what we're supposed to do. So that when they're in the game situation and they got to face this, guess what? It is muscle memory for them. They do it because they've been taught to do it. So if you have a a child that's out there that's doing certain things, and I'm not going to blame it on all parents because there are some great parents out there that actually do great work with their children. But if you have a child out there that's doing some of the things that we're seeing children do today, the question has to come back that I point them in the right direction. I've been giving them what they need so that they'll understand what the standard of life is supposed to be. And if they fail, their failure is not their doggone failure. Their failure is my failure because I failed to point them in the right direction. So I'm going to piggyback on something he said. This is something that I use a lot in business, but it can be used in life. So when I have a young person that comes to me and says, I want you to help me get to this place in business or in life, here's what I always ask them. Here's my first question. Where do you want to go? Mm. Yeah, great question. You can't be upset when you get somewhere if you don't know where you wanted to go. If I get in my truck and I just start driving north and I get to Ohio and I'm like, I didn't want to come to Ohio. (laughs) Well, well, where did you want to go? I don't know. Well, then I can't be upset that I'm in Ohio if I didn't know where I wanted to go. How many times do we ask our kids, what do you want to be? How many times your parents asked you that when you grew up? Oh, 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 the I, mean, I, I remember oh it started at oh, ten, yeah. I, it started 10 years old. Oh, yeah. Dustin, you want what you want to be? At, at that time, I thought I wanted to be a fireman. Because oh, okay. I was setting stuff on fire in the yard. <laughs> Polymania. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. The, the 18 van had a wreck caught on fire. I put it out and got my butt tore up because yes, I burnt my 18 van. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's what I thought I wanted to be. But do, do our kids know where they want to go? Do they know where they need to go? Yes. Are we telling them, you can't live like this. You can't. You can't be like that. You can't you can't be out at 240 in the morning. You yeah. can't you can't be. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad living out in Flatwoods. You want to talk about Colfax and Boyce? We ain't even have flashing lights. They'd shoot them out. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in Flatwoods, I remember I had two friends that lived close by me, and your friends was according to the proximity of where they mm-hmm. live, because we didn't have ways to get five miles away. So I had two friends. They stayed in trouble. And my dad, he he was always on me. You need to stay away from them. They're no good. Daddy, it's the only friends I got. Well, then you're not going to have no friends. You got a dog. (laughs) And, and And sure enough, I found them on Facebook. They live in Nebraska. One's in prison. One just got out of prison. No. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I look. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now, let me go ahead and tell you that we made it to this hour mark. We, we normally, um, Dustin's going to give a message of the day. Now, you can go ahead and speak about whatever you want to speak about or this, this subject or anything else. But 
But whatever message that you want to go ahead and give, let's go ahead and start with you, Mr. Clark. I tell you what, Coach, the one thing that I take away from this conversation on today is that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And that work doesn't start necessarily just with children. It starts with their parents. Can we get their parents more intricately involved in things that are going on in their lives? And if their parents aren't educated, why don't we spend some time and say, hey, we need to put you in the right pattern so that you can start pointing in the right direction yourself. Whatever it takes at this point to help kill this trend, no pun intended on the words, but to stop this trend that we have right now, we have to start putting our best foot forward. And sometimes it's going to come through kicking, clawing, screaming, preaching, talking, whatever it takes right now. We need to do it because if we don't stand up to it now, it's only going to get worse. So this is something I wanted to add earlier, and I never got to it, but I'll end on this. This is something that my pastor shared the other day, and I think this answers a lot of the questions that we're talking about of of what's going on. And from a spiritual standpoint and a worldly standpoint, he posted that people love Jesus as the Savior, but not as their Lord. Mm, Very well said. Yes. And that's what's happening in the world. You'd be my parent, but you can't tell me how to live. Yeah. And this... This goes, I don't want to step on the pastor's no, toes. No, 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 go on. He's the spiritual we're here. We're expert here. here but, we're here. But, but that, I, I think this all goes back to that. I think it's a movement. Uh, you know, the Bible says there's going to be lawlessness. Yes. And, and then, you know, good is going to be evil mm-hmm. and evil is going to be good. That's where we're at. And a lot of people can't step out and say anything because that, that's what's going. You can't you can't tell my child they can't act like this. You're a horrible person for doing that. That's what we need more of. We need the parents to be parents. Kids got to be kids. And look, how many times you hear that this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you? Yes. How many times Ooh. you hear that? Yes. And then got your tail to Every run. time. And, and it's true. And I've had to have that conversation with my daughters. Baby, you you don't understand this right now. You don't understand how hard this is for me to tell you no that you can't go here, that you can't do this. Right. You don't understand it right now. But as the parent, God trusted me as your parent. I'm making decisions for you until you're old enough to make your own decisions. Yes. So I'm doing what I feel is right for you. And you may not understand it right now. But later on, you're going to see I was doing what's right for you. Yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead and tell you this. I want to go ahead and thank Mr. Dustin Goins for doing coming out here. Hopefully, in this podcast, you go ahead and found of he is a man of character. He's a man that 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 believes adamantly in not just his business process, but in people. And his business is with people. So he is there making a product. Let me go ahead and tell you this just to go ahead and make sure that I go over this. Uh, He's put up a uh, app that's on Facebook. Make sure that you download this app and you can actually receive certain points um, for that. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? You know what I'm saying? So we have Chicken Salad Chick, 1024 MacArthur Drive next to Raising Cane's. Um, We have 14 flavors of chicken salad. Yes. Your mama probably only made one kind. Maybe two. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe two. Maybe two. <laughs> yeah. Whether you like the Different onions salad in dressing. it. Yes. Yeah, whether you like the onions in it or not, yes. that was the one option. Yes. <clears throat> so we have 14 flavors. You like fruits and nuts in it, we got it. If you don't like it in it, we got other flavors without. We got a barbecue chicken salad that is amazing. Yes. So it's made from all white chicken breast meat, no fillers, high quality food. It's on the healthy side, low carbs for people that's doing keto. But talking about the app, you can get on the app, you get reward points toward free food, stuff like that. But everybody's about time. So you can get on there, pay for your food, select your food, drive through. We walk it out to you. You're gone. It's faster than a drive through. Most wow. definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Like that. Like that. Now, let me go in and tell you this. Um, also, because the man is a mogul as he go and goes through. Um, you're also you have an office with shelter insurance. Correct. And can you go ahead and tell them the address and some of the things that you've been provide for that yep. as well? So uh, 4129 Parliament Drive. We do auto home life insurance. Um, I just went and spoke at Wake Up and Inspire for Councilman Reddix, Washington. Because he called me, we've been friends for a long time, and he called me and he said, Dustin, he said, I'm tired of people asking me to buy fish plates because somebody got shot and didn't have life insurance. Yes. And so that's something that we help with, that I can help with. It's very inexpensive. Um, And right now, living in Alexandria... I hate to say it, but it it is what it is. Yes, yes. Um, You know, so that's like you said, I'm in the people business. We had a senior care business. We're in the people business. Insurance is people business. Coming over here talking with you is people business. Yes, yes, yes. I want to go and make sure I encourage everybody, especially if you are uh, logged in on our Spotify, make sure that you click follow as you go ahead and follow. And remember, it is every Thursday, every Thursday, we normally will go ahead and put out unless Mr. Clark has a (laughs) Now, today you're actually going to a revival. revival. Can you go and tell us a little bit about that, making sure that we go and give that as well. As a matter of fact, the, the revival is going to be at the uh, Greater New Zion uh, Missionary Baptist Church off of 3rd Street. Reverend Gregory Clark is the pastor. He's from LeCount, Louisiana. He used to be the mayor of LeCount as well. But uh, Reverend Jameson T. Harris, pastor of the Second New Light Baptist Church, is going to be the speaker tonight. Uh, he's a, a great man of God who's uh, just become a wonderful friend of mine over these last couple of months and weeks, man. And so I'm going over to support him and support Reverend Gregory Clark and the greater uh, New Zion family. Well, man, look, I'm glad I am surrounded by so many people and so many positive people. Make sure that my message of the day is make sure that you surround yourself with positive people, people that are moving forward, people that are trying to create positive change. These are the problems that we run into. My father always said this. He said, if you hang out with five idiots, you're just going to make the sixth one. You know what I'm saying? But if you hang out with smart people, maybe you can make the six smart. So I'm trying to make sure that I hang around or have my time preoccupied with positive people. And guess what? That will also bring our our environment to the place that we want it to be. Now, I want to make sure with everybody else out there, I want to always remind you, good luck and Godspeed. It's a game time. Community. This is game time. Family. It's game time. Awareness. There are moments when game time 
get serious. And always remember, good luck and Godspeed and Godspeed and Godspeed.